are back, and we have a slew of news to get to around all the major sports. March Madness going on right now. Trades in the National Football League, signings in the National Football League, trades in hockey, all that. It, it's really coming to a head right now. But I want to start off in baseball because finally we got some Freddie Freeman news. And Zach, your worst nightmare. Um, well, not your worst nightmare, but you really didn't want to have to face Freddie Freeman. Close oh. to your worst nightmare. Yeah. I mean, now, more than that, I just didn't want the Dodgers to keep adding all the star talent. <laughs> they have by far the best lineup in, in the National League, at least. I'd say the whole freaking MLB. Yeah, oh, they do. But now, it, it, let's say you guys get into the playoffs, you guys might have to go through Matt Olson and the <laughs> and the Braves and yeah. then Freddie Freeman and the Dodgers. That's even tough. if you get to the playoffs. No, we're getting to the playoffs. Relax. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Relax. Oh, yeah. Yeah. NL East is beefing up. We're gonna. Phillies are becoming serious here. So write it down, write it down, listeners. On March 18th, 2022, at 9:38 p.m., Zach Riley has said, "We're going to the playoffs." We had 96 wins, and we're winning the division. So 96 wins. Yeah. And winning the division. Yeah. That's not gonna be enough to win the division. Not in this division. Yeah. You're acting like this division hasn't gotten better. It has gotten better. It's not, the, it's not the NFC East. It's going to be a tight race between all the teams. All the games. 96 wins might not do it because last year it was, or over the past couple of years, it's been tight. But the, the NL East hasn't been beating up on other divisions. Now they have the firepower to beat up on other divisions. And we'll see. And I the Marlins. for the Marlins because they're the only team just sitting there like, <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> they lost Derek Jeter as an owner. Well, he dipped because they didn't. What yeah, they didn't want to sign Castellanos? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, they weren't committed to winning. They're a they're a joke, man. Yeah. They're, they're an absolute they're, joke yeah. of a franchise. They need to. I feel like they should be moved out of Florida. Well, they got a brand new stadium. They got a, yeah. That's the thing. The thing just every like review I've heard of that stadium, people it's hate awful. it. <laughs> Remember the the they took down the Dolphin. They that was the never best thing. taken down. That was that was the best. Remember thing. the fish tank? Statue? Remember the fish yeah, I was just yeah. about to ask about that. Is that still there? No, and they took out the aquarium behind home plate. Too. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what I was talking about. The aquarium. They no, had that whole everything. aquarium around back the. Around I don't know why they got everything that was cool is gone. Yeah, because they couldn't afford it. Nobody goes to games. Well, I would say including the roster. Well, yeah, yeah. The best part was they built that stadium, so you like they had. Scientists from like who used to work at NASA and shit come in and design a stadium where you could not hit the ball off the roof. It was impossible from home plate to get the trajectory to hit a home run off the roof. And Aaron Judge did it what like four times (laughs) in that home run derby. And that, I mean, yeah, like, oh well, everything about your franchise from your stadium. To your city, who doesn't embrace you? They should go back to being the Florida Marlins. They were much cooler. Colors they were much cooler as the Florida Marlins, and they had the better stadium in Hard Rock. So the big teal monster, they called it. Love yeah, it. I understand. It but to call it the, that place was awful too. It was. It was better than what they're in now. It was a football stadium. It was square. That's okay. <laughs> Listen, I'll say this about the Marlins though. Brian Anderson's my guy. A big I like Jazz Chisholm. Yeah. And the rotation's not bad. Rotation's not bad. Sandy Alcantara is pretty good. I'd want him if he's in the rotation. 
they're just going to start trading these players again. We see this all the time. Village, Stanton. Yeah. And they're going to go on and be The cycle repeats itself. So I figured out a way to actually fix the Tampa Bay Rays attendance. Oh. Now, this is going to be highly controversial. Let's hear it. So they have a stingray. They have a stingray tank. Right. The stingrays contribute to the attendance. (laughs) You give them a ticket. How many stingrays are you buying? Well, they, I, well, how many do they have? I, because there's how, no. How many stingrays can fit in the tank? Exactly. That's that's also a question. But like, there's no like. Out there's no tank? downside. Yeah. In my opinion, because you can still stay at the solid number of this stadium fits X. Okay, whatever number that is. Okay. It doesn't have to go up because of stingrays, but your attendance goes up because of stingrays. Yeah, but that's just on paper. Like you're not making any money. Well, apparently all baseball paying- can- baseball hasn't cared about making money in forever. Let's just talk about the paper because that's all they care about. With with that said, though, if Detroit's ever struggling with attendance, just get a couple tigers in Camaro. Exactly. Park. That'd be cool. How many stingrays are in the tank in Tampa? Eric, let me let me look. Yeah, yeah. If it's not many. Do you make a bigger tank? Just get rid of an definitely. entire. Yeah, definitely. Get rid of the entire right field corner and fill There's it. Barely with- a right field corner as it is at Tropicana. So what do you want me to look up? Like stingray tank capacity at Tropicana Field. How many stingrays are at Tropicana Field? Uh, a thirty-five foot ten ten gallon tank where fans can touch live rays. Uh, so it's that's at a baseball game. Like what? Ten thousand gallons. Don't give me that. Arizona has a freaking hot tub and a pool. So does the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, That's football. That's fine. The minor league Sugarland Space Cowboys, or there's some. I think they have a pool too. There's one stadium with the Lazy River. So would you say you need like three gallons for a stingray? I'd say yeah, probably three gallons, four okay. max. All right. So that means. So that means 30 gallons would be 10 stingrays. And 300 gallons would be 30 stingrays. Or no, 300 gallons would be 100 stingrays. 3,000 gallons would be 1,000 stingrays. So you could probably fit about 3,300 stingrays in this tank. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the that's the idea. And that would greatly, because Tropicana Field's capacity is like, they tarp off a lot as it is. It's only the, like 17,000. The Stingray yeah. tank is one of the top 10 biggest in the nation, according to Wikipedia. Wow. <laughs> even even at like aquariums, they're bigger than those? There's no way. I'm telling Why you, if Tampa Bay is so concerned about their numbers. There's also seven different home runs that landed in the tank. That number seems low. Trish, yeah, what were you going to say? I said, why didn't I see this when we went? You didn't look hard enough. <laughs> where where was it? Yeah, honestly, like, why didn't we go? I went. Like, I didn't. Why didn't we go over and see this tank? I, when I went, I went. I think it's in the outfield. Good for you, Eric. But but there's no like outfield concourse. You have to like walk like basically behind the rows of seats. It was literally right when I went went to the rotunda. Tank was literally right in front of me. We also went during COVID. Yeah. I don't know if there was Stingray touching at that time. Probably. What are we going to give the Stingrays COVID? I don't know if those tests have been done. 
That's could give true. you COVID. Could give you COVID. Uh, yeah. So honestly, tough. if I was going to get COVID, I'd rather get it from a stingray. Or like you, I'd, rather, I'd rather give a stingray COVID because they took out my boy, Steve Irwin, so they deserve it. <laughs> that's, that's also a hell of a take from Zach that I'd rather get it from a stingray. Yeah. It also I really mean, doesn't make any sense because COVID's COVID. It's not where you <laughs> cool got story. it. It's, so, true. it's a cool story. Well, how would you know? I was in contact with, <laughs> you know. You're also at a 16,000 person stadium. Like, yeah, okay, no, next to you guys. No, no, hold on. It was the stingrays. I was what 16 the stingrays. Hold on. Hold on. I'll what just mark it off as tests positive, and then they have to contact trace the stingray, and then they call Zach and say, you have to go get tested because you touched this stingray and it has COVID. How would and they then know Zach you touched that stingray? Because they call everybody at the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. It's a and liability. They have to get tested, and then Zach has COVID. Zach got COVID from a stingray. That's how that story would go. Yeah. The big assumption, I think, that you got stingray. You got COVID from the stingray. <laughs> stingray COVID. Stingray COVID. Yeah, that, that's what it is. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, yeah, Luke Voigt got traded to the Padres today mm-hmm. for a yeah, prospect. Um, former second round pick of the Padres. Don't know his name off the top Justin of my head. Lang. L-A-N-G-E, I'm going to say Lang. Okay, that's his name. There you go. Um, That's basically it, baseball-wise. Michael Pineda. Michael Pineda. Yeah, he's – that's like – offensive lineman signing with teams is more important than Michael mm-hmm. Pineda. Yeah, that's true. Now, before we switch to football, we did find out just before we started recording the pass to John Clayton. Yeah, I can't believe he's dead. I also – would like a second confirmation. Did say how he died? No. No. But he was ESPN's cold hard facts guy. John Clayton's cold hard facts, sponsored by Coors, because it always was. I'm gonna look it up, see if there's any other sources. He got, he got a real bad deal at ESPN. Cause I remember when ESPN was transitioning Barstool. more into what they are now from like prototypical journalists. To what they are now, more of an entertainment type thing. It's multimedia and yeah, like John Clayton knew his shit. I'm yeah, it's only a bunch of people on Twitter are saying uh, "R.I.P. John Clayton." Detroit Sports Nation reported it. Okay, uh, all right. Barstool. Seattle Sports. Fuck. Yeah, John yeah. Clayton. So there's there's he quite was a legend people. in Seattle sports. John Clayton, man, tough. That's a lot of sports media people were losing. He had that commercial for ESPN too, where he would be uh, up in his like room after his segment, yelling at his mom. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. Oh man, that's an that's an old one. Oh, so John Clayton. Um, we have news around the National Football League. We have trades. Let's start off with my opinion: the bigger of the two trades. Oh god, which and one? I don't think it's Deshaun Watson. What he thinks it's Devontae. It's Devontae Adams. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> actually, Devontae Adams traded to Las Vegas Raiders for what a first and a second. Mm-hmm. And everybody who was wondering, uh, Aaron Rodgers was well aware of this before he signed his contract that Devontae Adams would never play another game for Green Bay. It has been reported that Green Bay was willing to match or even go higher on the contract. Uh, he signed a five-year extension with the Raiders, but. Devontae Adams back with Derek Carr. Fresno State connection is back. And um, that I 
I'm very happy the Giants have to play that division this year. That's the hardest division yeah. in football. It's probably the best division we've ever seen. It's an arms race out there. They, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know where it stops. I might bet the Raiders win the Super Bowl. I don't do that. Why? Because <laughs> they're not gonna. They're going to. No, they're not. <laughs> they're still going to finish last in the division. Really? Yeah. Well, that yeah, that division is tough. I, I said it. I, I think they're the only team in that division with a top ten tight end and a top ten receiver. Because I don't consider Tyreek Hill a top ten. Uh, no, top, top five, top five receiver, top five tight end, top five receiver. Because I don't consider Tyreek Hill a top five receiver. Really? I do not. I just think he's really fast. He is really fast. He is fast. But, like if you gave me a choice, like give me Devontae Adams over Tyreek Hill, give me Justin Jefferson over Tyreek Hill. Seeing what Jamar Chase is, I mean, he could you could make an argument for him. You know, um, I did this the other night. I, I came up with disrespect this. to D Hop. D Hop, right? Yeah, I forgot about him. Easy to forget about when he didn't play like the last like six games of the year. And some even say Michael Thomas still. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. Another guy I forgot last night too. Cooper Cup is better than Tyreek Hill. You can't look at this last season and tell me there's any argument for Tyreek Hill over Cooper Cup. Literally put together the best season from a wide receiver ever. Um, but yeah, I, it's an unexpected move, uh, to say the least <laughs> at a green Bay. Um, I, Devonta Adams made it well and clear. He was not going to play under the franchise tag there, but to everyone, there's people saying that Aaron Rodgers is suck now. Yeah. That makes that's no not going to happen. There's I've plenty of wide receivers out there and they got two picks from him. I thought Juju was going to go up there, but now Juju's in KC. I'm thinking Landry. I'm thinking I can see Odell. Landry. I could see Odell. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Well, Odell might stay in LA, honestly. Well, they, they just signed Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, and the, I know the Rams are looking to trade Robert Woods now. I was going to say Bobby Trees is available. That could be an option there. They have two first round picks draft. This is a deep wide receiver class. It's probably about it's, five guys in the first round where you could really see as a number one wide receiver. To be honest, I think Cleveland might be uh, looking for receivers too. Cleveland's got to put somebody around their new quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, who's currently facing 22 civil suits in the state of Texas. They got Donovan Peoples-Jones. They're fine. Don't do that. Shut the fuck up. That was awful. (laughs) Donovan Peoples-Jones. They have Amari Cooper. Yeah. (laughs) Donovan Peoples-Jones probably ain't going to be on that roster. He was only there because Baker Mayfield would absolutely feed him. Gentlemen, it's David and Joku time. Is he? He's a free agent, is it? Or did they tag him? They tagged him. They cut Austin. Hooper. Why did they pay Austin Hooper? It didn't make. They made him the highest paid tight end. Austin Hooper signed then. today. Austin Hooper signed. Where? Tennessee. Oh, I like that for Tennessee. Actually. I actually really <laughs> like, like that. But it doesn't make sense that he was the highest paid tight end. It, it still doesn't. Because I never saw Austin Hooper the as the highest paid tight end in NFL history for for a little while. For about a year. <laughs> which was a year too long. Um, but yeah, Deshaun Watson, three first-round picks going to Houston. I think Cleveland gets like a fifth and Watson and then a bunch of other yeah. stuff. And then Watson signed a $230 million extension. Fully guaranteed. Yeah, but with some real finagling in this first year, if he's suspended yeah. any time at all, which he, it, it looks like he will be because that's pretty much the template. Um, well, it's just in case. Yeah, his salary is only $1 million. 
for this year? For this year with a $35 million signing bonus, or oh. it might be more than that. So when he's missing game checks, when he's suspended, it's, it's like, all like what's a million divided by 17. That's what it's going to cost them weekly. Oh, which is a drop in the bucket. <laughs> like a lot of Browns fans are jumping ship online a lot. This is a highly criticized move. Uh, most because Deshaun Watson's a, a piece of shit. 58,000 58, a game. Nothing. So, yeah, if he's suspended, let's say six games, because that's what's happened in the past. That's that's a little over thirty thousand, uh, three hundred thousand dollars. I think that's less than what Ben Simmons was getting per game. Like, yeah, yeah, it it is divided the Cleveland Browns fan base. In I've seen a lot jump ship, a lot. Well, it's it's not like Baker was going to be. I think that bridge was burned. <laughs> Baker said that bridge was burned. Yeah. As as Baker's having no part of going back there. And now it looks like there's a problem in Atlanta because it looks like that bridge might be burned too because the Falcons are trying hard to keep Matt Ryan, but they don't know if there's interest in Matt Ryan staying. Why would he, especially after they went and talked about Watson? Like, Listen, I think I've been big on Atlanta moving on from Matt Ryan for the past like two years. Um, I don't think this was the year to do it though. If Watson was available, it was. Unless you were getting Watson. Yeah. Now it doesn't make much sense because I don't think you get like a first round pick or anything from Matt Ryan. I really don't. Unless it was Atlanta and you're getting Drew Locke in a piece and a pick. Not happening. They're going to be a bad team this year, the Atlanta Falcons. A bad team. Jameis Winston went back to New Orleans. They're not going to be great either. Um, Carolina's not going to be great. No, their best quarterback is Johnny Hecker right now. They're not going to be good. Johnny Hecker, surprise cut from the Rams. Like, he was the best punter in football. I can't believe they cut him. They need to find the Allen Robinson money. I hope I hope they lose oh, yeah. every game because oh, of yeah, that. Oh, yeah, they signed Allen Robinson. The Rams signed Allen Robinson. But, just, I mean, the NFL news, it, it, it doesn't stop. <laughs> the, the AFC West is, like, I feel bad if you're like Jacksonville and you're matched up against the AFC West this year. You're going to get destroyed. Yep destroyed four oh, times. By the way, guess who Cleveland gets to play this year? Houston? Houston, New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta. I'm going to take every single Deshaun Watson prop bet against the Texans. Every <laughs> single one. There's one. not a single one I won't take. But if you're like, it, think about your Houston, who's said today they're going to be committing to building around Davis Mills. And you got to go into the Raiders who just signed Chandler Jones, like as if Max Crosby wasn't threatening enough on one side, the other side, you now have Chandler Jones sitting there waiting for you to roll out and get away from Max Crosby at $17 million a year worth every penny on that defense. And a very underrated move by the Raiders this year was trading Yannick and to the Colts for Rocky Asin. He is a very good cornerback. And they're, they're also uh, signing a lot of former Patriots backs. Well, I mean, that's... Uh, that's Josh McDaniels. That's Josh McDaniels, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to put two and two together there. Who'd they sign? Brandon Bolden and Jakob Johnson. Brandon Bolden. Hmm. He'll slot in nicely behind Josh Jacobs, who's also there. And Kenya Drake, who's also there. 
Is Kenny Drake still there? Oh, he got hurt at the end. Of, yeah, he signed a two-year contract. He got hurt at the end of last year. Yeah. Right. Uh, Von Miller is getting six years at 32 years old. That's ridiculous. I don't – I am almost positive he doesn't see that entire contract. He Okay, so either one of two things is going to happen. He either A, sees the end of the contract, or B, he sees a Lombardi. I don't think he'll retire with a Super Bowl. I don't think he would. I, I could – dude, I, I think Von Miller could still be a very serviceable player at 38 – a $20 million a year player? No. I'd imagine that contract is a little front-loaded to make that cap it in relation to play a little bit better toward the back end. Tony, have you ever heard of Jameel Douglas of the Bills? No. Because he just signed with the Giants. Is that that lineman? Yeah, he's a lineman. Yeah, the Giants are poaching. That's the third lineman they've poached (laughs) from the Bills. I love that. John Feliciano, there's another one too earlier, but the the Bills are already the betting favorite. They just really need a tight end now. That's it. They signed That's OJ Howard. Really it. Yeah. Eh, miss me with OJ Howard. It's you don't like Dawson Knox? I do. I do, but I'd rather somebody a little bit better. I think than you're running back. OJ Howard on the other side, but I'll say this. I think you're Melvin Gordon away. Let me tell you, there's going to be some cold days in Buffalo where you're going to be running, running two, three tight end sets. I need a third option to catch the ball or a second option because I don't have faith in O.J. Howard. That's just how – I mean, he did nothing down in Tampa really to make me a big O.J. Howard fan. Well, He, he got beat out by Cameron Brait. And Gronk. But before Gronk got there, he got beat out by Cameron Brait. No. Uh, real quick here before we get to March Madness. Hockey. Uh, Brandon Hagel traded to the Tampa Bay Lightning for two first-round picks. Um, Tyler Radish, was that the one prospect? Taylor Radish, yeah. And Kachuk was the other one. Yeah. So, the, I mean, that's a great trade for Chicago because Hagel is not worth that. Now they might trade Kane into Brinkett. Yeah, apparently if one goes, the other one's going to go. Expect that to happen. Which I, I – I, listen – I, I don't see justification behind trading Patrick Kane. He's expressed desire to stay there and resign. He's a hundred point player. He still can be. I, I don't I don't see yeah, why there's desire you, there. But you can you'd get a ton. Yeah. You'd get a ton now. Next year, I'm not so convinced. Because he's a free agent after next season. Uh, Claude Giroux is on his way out of Philadelphia. He skated in his 1,000th game last night with the Philadelphia Flyers. And then unlike anything I've ever seen, he had that last lap type thing. Did not travel with the team to Ottawa as GM Chuck Fletcher works out a trade. The two most likely destinations, it seems, are the Colorado Avalanche and the Florida Panthers. He has already nixed trades to New York and Boston, so he really doesn't want to stay within that division, that rivalry type thing. Uh, So he will be... Either a Panther or an Avalanche. I really think he's going to be a Florida Panther here. They're putting together, after training for Ben Sherratt, too, uh, they're putting together an interesting team to make a run deep in the playoffs. And that's why I think Tampa Bay pulled the trigger on Hagel as well, because they see Florida making all these moves. They see them close on Giroux, potentially. They feel the need to make a move because you're going to run into them in the playoffs. If you plan on getting past the first round, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers are going to run into each other. 
It's as simple as that. Mackenzie Blackwood's on the block. Yeah, there's a strain in the relationship. Um, the team not happy with the way the year started with his vaccination status. Mackenzie Blackwood not happy with the way they handled his injury, his heel injury. Uh, Blackwood recently got a new agent, which usually signals that he is ready for a change in scenery. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's on the block. Don't know how much is going to happen there. That really seems like an off-season move. But as all this is happening, it's literally the biggest tournament of the year going on. <laughs> yep. Four days of absolute madness in the round of 16 and round of 32. We're here day two of the round of, uh, the round of 64 and round of 32. We're here day two of the round of 64. UAB versus Houston is currently going on. It's a 12 versus a five. Well, let's go through what happened. We had Gonzaga, Georgia State. Gonzaga gets past Georgia State, 93-72. And this is a game where Georgia State hung close. They hung close for a large portion of the game, and then Gonzaga kind of realized who they were and pulled away significantly in the second half. I remember you texting me, like, what, six minutes in? Yeah. Saying, I think it was Gonzaga more than six had... minutes. It was more than six minutes. I don't know about that. That game was close at halftime. Yeah, it was like a two-point game at halftime. But I Chet, Chet Holmgren is an absolute dog for Gonzaga. He had something like 19 and 10 and seven blocks to go with it. He is cr- I've never seen a player like that, that big, that mobile in the college game. It's he crazy. Should, he should be the first overall pick in this year's draft. It's crazy. But Gonzaga moves on. They'll take on Memphis. Memphis beat Boise State. This is another one. Uh, Memphis jumped out to a big lead early. Boise State made it close at the end. They made it an 11-point game at the final, but it really wasn't even that close. Boise was up, uh, Memphis was up big at times in this game. So they will meet in the second round of the tournament. Uh, first upset, we have number 12, New Mexico State over UConn, 70-30. to 30. Uh, New Mexico State, if you look at their advanced metrics, they're one of the worst teams the tournament has ever seen. They are not. They don't do anything particularly well, but they get by a five-seeded UConn, who I know a lot of people had getting to at least the Sweet Sixteen. So that yeah. that really put a damper on a lot of brackets. UConn was one of the best defensive teams in the bracket. I saw. Yeah, they they were, and um, they had no offense to go with it really against New Mexico State. Uh, Arkansas beats Vermont. That was a close game last night, but Arkansas prevails. Uh, they win seventy-five seventy-one. So it's New Mexico State versus Arkansas in the second round. Uh, keeping it in the West portion of the bracket, Notre Dame beat Alabama today, 78-64. I had Zach telling me Notre Dame. I was not a believer in Notre Dame. Um, they had a late landing into the into their city. They didn't get in bed till 5 a.m. after that Rutger game. I, I, thought, I thought Bama. I thought Bama was it. Yeah, they look good, though, the fighting They really did. They're running on the high of winning the f- uh, first four game, although it was Rutgers. <laughs> True. And then you had Texas Tech absolutely beating the wheels off of Montana State today. That game was not close at all. Texas Tech takes it by 35. But Texas Tech and Notre Dame will meet in the second round. Uh, last couple matchups here in the West. Uh, MSU Davidson has not happened yet. That's going on now. right now, right? Yes. Taking place right now. And Duke beat uh, Cal State Fullerton 78-61. Zach was a Cal State believer. That did well, not happen. No, it was bad from the start. You, they were down you, like 20. You deny to Coach K. 
I got screwed over by Daniel Jones's brother because they were covering, and then Daniel Jones's brother let that guy walk right past him, and Cal State oh, beat the spread. Coach K hovers over Zach Riley at times. Yep, I don't think I think Duke's overrated this year. Uh, not much to talk about in this next one. Baylor beat Norfolk State convincingly. It's a one over 16, 85, 49. They'll take on UNC, who beat Marquette very convincingly as well, 95, 63. Uh, this UNC team is fast, yeah, very good on offense. Yeah, they beat the crap out of Marquette. Yeah, this is going to be a very good game. This one versus eight here. That's tomorrow. Uh, next, we have St. Mary's in Indiana. And, Zach, for every Notre Dame, you have your Indiana because you were a big believer in Indiana. I was. And they lost 82-53 to St. Mary's. Like I said, they started off strong, mm. and they could not finish it off. You were a big <laughs> believer in Indiana plus two and a half. Well, to be fair, all right, I had them at six and a half and two and a half. So. And they lost by 30. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was making it six and a half being fair. You could have uh, had them plus, plus 25, like 25 yeah. and you would have lost. Shout out to that guy today for the women's bracket who had a uh, oh man, who the hell did South Carolina play today? Howard. Howard. He had Howard plus 70 and he had to sweat it out a little bit. <laughs> for the live line of Howard plus 70. My God. That's yeah. that's tough. Uh, the other matchup here in the East region, UCLA beats Akron 57-53. Zach, I know you didn't you have a bet, little bet on Akron? I did actually. I won money on Akron. Or no, I was gonna win money on Akron. They blew it. I forgot about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> so it's a five v four. But that parlay that I messed hey, up with you hey, ended Zach. up winning. Yeah, I know. That's what that's how I that got. was UCLA, yeah. Hey Zach. Yeah. You have Matt Olson in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Now you could welcome Kenley Jansen to the Atlanta Braves. <sighs> They're all going to the We hit them pretty well, actually. The Braves tweeted out, Welcome to Atlanta at Kenley Jansen seventy four. That's ah, that doesn't worry me. Although, okay, we'll see. Well, we'll see that comes. <laughs> we'll <along>. see. <laughs> doesn't worry me. Um, next we got Texas beat Virginia Tech today. That's a game I didn't watch much of, but I know Texas was ahead for a lot of the game. Texas didn't score until like six <laughs> minutes in. And then, they, well, it was they took like a one point lead into the half on a half court buzzer beater. Yeah. And then they really pulled away in the second half. All right, let's let's play a little game, guys. Kenley Jansen contract, one year. Guess how much? 16. 23. One year, $16 million. I am Tony, good. You're a cheater. I am good. You already yeah, knew the answer. Yeah, I got my phone waiting on Kenley Jansen updates. Yeah. <laughs> you, you I just scrolled through Twitter. It's the first that popped up. Uh, he had 38 saves and a 2.22 ERA in 69 games last year for the Dodgers. Texas advances past Virginia Tech. They will take on Purdue. Uh, I was a big believer in Yale today. 14 seeded Yale. Laid an egg. Lost Not by a good tournament for 14 seeds. Second, dude, the second half of that game, they made it a six point yeah. game and then just fell apart. It was, I've never really seen anything like that. They went on like a quick, like 12 2 run, made it interesting, and then just didn't score for like another six minutes. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. And Iowa State to pull this one out. Lost 90 cents on Yale today. <laughs> 90 cents. 90 cents. <laughs> 90 whole cents. It was I was gonna win $45. Hell of a bet. Uh Murray State beat San Francisco 92-87. I was a big believer in San Francisco as well. 
Um, San Francisco, man, they made an interesting tie up that game late. Really lost a lot of steam in overtime. Tough. I got to find this guy's name because this guy was lights out at the end of the game from three for San Francisco. I mean, you can make the argument he was the reason why San Francisco even got it into overtime. Uh, What is his name? Jamari Bouye. He was absolutely lights out from three to end that game. Some clutch buckets from him. But the Dons fall. And number seven, Murray State, takes on number 15, St. Peter's from Jersey City in the next round. Conference. Did you see that St. Peter's upset was the biggest upset possibly in college basketball history? It is the biggest when it comes to uh, financial backing of the school, of the school basketball team. But you're you're acting like a 16 didn't beat a one like three years ago. Well, no, if you go by how much they actually invest in their basketball program, this is a bigger upset. Uh. A cool story I heard, St. Peter's, their athletic department, called up Kentucky a couple days before the game, and they asked to buy the remainder of their tickets because each school gets a certain amount of tickets you can sell. And Kentucky told them no Hmm. because Kentucky sells their tickets in pairs for Thursdays and Saturdays because they expected to play in the round of 64 and the round of 32. So they told St. Peter's, no, you can't buy our tickets just for one game. You have to buy them for both. So St. Peter's didn't buy the tickets, and now Kentucky's going home. They should have bought the tickets. That would have been hilarious. Moving up to the – okay, up on my screen, but south in the bracket. Arizona State beat Wright State today. That was a pretty convincing win for them. They'll take on the winner of Seton Hall TCU tonight. Houston and UAB are playing right now. They will play Illinois, who just squeaked by Chattanooga. Good game, came down to the wire. Chattanooga couldn't get it done. They blew a big lead against Illinois. Illinois, for large portions of that game, looked dead in the water. But they are moving on as the four seed. Next, we have number 11, Michigan. They beat Colorado State. This is the game that kicked off the tournament. I was I, I thought Colorado State was going to win. I'm a fool. Um, for sure. Okay, relax. <laughs> relax. All right. Michigan fan. Yeah. Looks like Iowa State's beating LSU. They are by five right now. Michigan State, uh, Michigan will take on Tennessee, who beat Longwood by a lot. They beat them by 32. They beat the crap out of them. They beat the shit out of Longwood. In the words of Tony Pekinich, shit rocked. They got shit rocked. Yep. All right. I want to break this one down. Uh, Ohio State beat Loyola Chicago 54 41. That was the worst game I've ever seen. I've been on Ohio. I had the over. Oh, that's yeah. Tough. See, that's tough. I had over oh, 130. They so scored bad. 95 points. Loyola Chicago didn't make a bucket. They went one for eight from the free throw line. Yeah. Mr. Jean looks sad today. I'd say she looked more that she just looked frail. She really did. I didn't know she was 102. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know she was that old either. So Loyola Chicago's out. They were frauds anyway. I really thought they could be Ohio State because I think Ohio State's always a fraud. Uh, they'll play Villanova. They beat Delaware today 80 to 60. Um, no real surprise there. Kansas. Beats Texas Southern 83-56. They'll take on Creighton. Creighton had a great game versus San Diego State. They had a big comeback. They pull off that win against the Aztecs. That was a really good game. So baby. Kansas Creighton in the next round. And then you got the Richmond Spiders beating number five, Iowa, 67-63. Uh, that was the first real big upset of the tournament of yesterday. Uh, get that 12 in who's statistically again, one of the worst teams ever to be a 12 seed. If you look at their advanced metrics, 
But Richmond moving on, and you also have them taking on Providence, who beats South Dakota State. I thought South Dakota State was going to win. I thought they might have had one of the better chances out of the 13s. Um, no. Providence moving on. Providence only, what did you say, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, three-point favorite? Uh, they're, I think they're a three-point three favorite next round against Richmond. Did I say Iowa State wins? Yeah, they just beat LSU. Okay, yeah. so Iowa State beats LSU. They will take on the winner of Wisconsin-Colgate, which is tonight. And then your last couple matchups, Miami-USC. That was a great game today. Yeah. USC scored like eight points in the last minute 30 to tie it, and it came down to a full-court prayer or a half-court prayer from – I don't know his name, but he was draining threes in the last minute, and he banked it, and he just missed. So USC's out. Miami advances. They will take on Auburn, who – Played a little bit closer game than I would have imagined against Jacksonville State, but never really close enough to threaten them. Looking like deja vu for Florida. Aaron Eckblad helped off the ice and can't put any weight on his right leg. Oh. Oh, that's tough. That just happened last year, right? That, oh, man. That is a killer. It also changes possibly what they do at the deadline. Because you might have to go get another defenseman. You don't go get Claude Giroux. Mark Giordana? Yeah. Doesn't really do anything for me, but yeah, I guess. What's the other? I don't know the other. Damon Severson. Damon Severson. Give us Uh, Owen Tippett. P.K. Subban. (laughs) Owen Tippett for Damon Severson. One for one. Also, uh, Lindholm and Raquel are both out for Anaheim for asset management. Yeah, a lot of players right now. Giordano out for asset management. Um, Zaka's just out because he's injured tomorrow. There's others I just can't think of. But that's going to wrap up this episode. No more perfect brackets with the Iowa State win. No more perfect brackets. So it was two. Before that, Iowa State came down with zero, 17.3 million down to two, down to zero. Tough. We have no perfect brackets after the first round. Tough. Crazy. Not even We're not even after it. We're still in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the final games are just tipping off. Yeah. So Tuesday, we're going to break down the NHL trade deadline. I Listen, I'm expecting another NFL move by Tuesday. I'm just expecting it. Probably Baker. Yeah. Or Matt Ryan. And then I, I, I would have to imagine Correa and Story are gone by Tuesday or off the market. But check in with us on Tuesday. We're going to break down whatever moves happen, if there are any moves. Um, definitely going to be some moves on the NHL front. We're going to break down the second round of the NCAA tournament. And we will see you Tuesday for an episode of Too Many Men. Bye, everybody.